going on, family? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're having a great All Out or AEW or Pro Wrestling Hangover, however that works for you. I definitely hope so. I know I'm kind of still buzzing from some of the stuff that happened over the weekend. We'll get into that in just a few minutes, but first I want to say thank you to all of you who are joining us by way of podcast, and I'm understanding that we've got a lot of new folks, new faces, new listeners joining us. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you and welcome aboard. Thank you for being a part of the Faction Nation. We really appreciate you guys. Hey, listen, if you've not already done so, or if it's your first time, hit that subscribe button. We definitely appreciate it. This way, you don't have to wait until we post on social media to hear and experience our content as it drops. So there's that. Special shout out to all of you who join us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. We definitely appreciate it. If you're not following us there, go ahead and follow us now we appreciate that as well and before we get into anything else i want to shout out uh, some amazing amazing cities who rocked with us last month a lot of folks have been joining us i love seeing our numbers increase and it's amazing to see who's listening from where so our top three cities for last month include suffolk virginia which is in my old stomping grounds right around virginia beach so shout out to the folks there in suffolk san antonio texas and believe it or not, this might be a first. The number one city for the faction this month was Dublin, Ireland. That's pretty awesome. So shout out to our friends in Ireland. Shout out to our friends in Spain, who's one of our top countries. Shout out to our friends all across the country and around the world who are rocking with us here at the faction. Okay, so I promised you a couple of things. I promised you before that we would get into some numbers in terms of ratings for SmackDown and Rampage. On the SmackDown side of things, the ratings came in at 2.147 million viewers, and that is uh, pretty significant given the fact that there was a title match that happened there a title match of course between Roman Reigns and Finn Balor we rarely see a title match uh, of the universal title proportions from Roman Reigns on Smackdown so that was a big deal so shout out to them and of course WWE is gearing up for a really big week a big show this Friday at Madison Square Garden so let's be clear it's been a long time since WWE has done any sort of television from Madison Square Garden and MSG has been a long time historic home for WWE really before they went national they held monthly shows at Madison Square Garden it used to be broadcast on the MSG network for those who were watching in the tri-state area this was back in the day when you had guys like like Warner Wolf on CBS, who would take the nightly sports newscast to be able to, as he said, go to the videotape and recap the things that were happening at MSG from WWE, right? So there's been a long history between the WWE and Madison Square Garden. It was the home for the first WrestleMania. It was the home for the first SummerSlam. WrestleMania's 10 and 20 also emanated from Madison Square Garden. So yeah, a lot of big, big things have happened there. Royal Rumbles, Survivor Series, all of that jazz. So they're going to be bringing SmackDown this Friday night to MSG on the eve of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. 
pretty smart play, I would say, from WWE. You can imagine it's going to be a fairly patriotic show. If you remember, of course, WWE managed to have the first large gathering post 9-11 where they moved SmackDown from a taped show in Houston, which was supposed to be taped on 9-11-2001, and it ended up being a live broadcast back when SmackDowns were on Thursdays, and uh, it was really a powerful, powerful broadcast. What will happen now? I don't know, but I think it'll be interesting. We do know we're going to get a SummerSlam rematch from Edge versus Seth Rollins, which should be absolutely fantastic. There's a certain energy that comes from Madison Square Garden. And uh, I would definitely say WWE needs to channel into that particular energy. In terms of ratings, uh, we don't have the ratings yet for AEW Rampage. I imagine they'll be coming perhaps later today or even tomorrow, as will the ratings for last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. I will say this, Monday Night Raw had an interesting job ahead of them on the heels of an absolutely huge AEW all-out pay-per-view. Now, I aired for you a couple of weeks back some commentary from Nick Khan, the president of WWE, who at that time we aired the comments about uh, the changes happening or coming for NXT, which, by the way, we are seven days away from. Should be interesting. But one of the other things that he said in that interview is that he does not view others as quote unquote competition. He's not paying attention to what they're doing and that WWE is laser focused. I'd like to call a flag on the play on that. They've never been laser focused, okay? They've always been paying attention to what others are doing for some obvious reasons. And if that does hold true, then that's not necessarily a good thing. Now I can tell you, if you wanna understand the state of WWE, then you need to really hear what their reactions have been to All Out. First and foremost, if you remember, we had talked quite a bit here about the future of Adam Cole, whether or not he would stay with WWE. There were talks that he was going to move to SmackDown. Well, the latest reports say that there was a pitch made to Adam Cole about being a part of SmackDown. It was made by Bruce Pritchard. And Bruce Pritchard, according to our friends at Ringside News, wanted Adam Cole to be a heel manager on SmackDown. So let's get this straight. The longest reigning NXT champion in history at 403 days you were going to bring into SmackDown as a manager? No wonder he left WWE. No wonder he showed up on AEW. It's also being said that WWE officials were not surprised by his appearance at All Out. They had nothing but good things to say about the way he handled his departure, and they added that they were told no one in power views Brian Danielson or Adam Cole as a, quote, big loss to the company. So I'm just going to tell you, if this is really true, then it really speaks to just how buried their heads are at WWE. How do you not think that Adam Cole is a big loss? He was head of one of the most successful factions in all of WWE history, being Undisputed Era as part of NXT. He was really a part of the rise of NXT and really NXT being one of the top brands in all of pro wrestling, let alone the top brand in WWE. 403 days as the NXT champion, right? So there's that. 
Brian Danielson, not a major loss, a guy who is a multiple time world champion, a guy with whom you literally built WrestleMania 30 around. It's jarring to me that that is the thought process around Brian Danielson, who was involved in the main event, by the way, not just of WrestleMania 30, but the Sunday night main event of WrestleMania 37 with Edge and with Roman Reigns. Are you kidding me? His final match being a universal title match on SmackDown against Roman Reigns, and he's not a major loss. The Yes Movement, one of the biggest movements of the modern era in pro wrestling, and that's not a major loss, another flag on the play. Because there's no way that anybody in WWE legitimately believes that, because that's not the case at all. And it definitely can't be the case if you look at the reactions from AEW and the rest of the world to the additions of Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. It is crazy to me that WWE would even allow that to remotely come out of their mouths. But it says to me a lot about the state of WWE. Let me also say this. In watching Raw the night after All Out, one of the things that became incredibly apparent to me, and it's probably not lost on you guys, is that I see why WWE does not view AEW as competition. I actually understand it. And some of you are going, are you crazy? Nope, not crazy. I get it. AEW is pro wrestling. WWE has billed themselves as sports entertainment with much more focus on the entertainment than on the sport. With that said, I think there was some great wrestling on last night's episode of Raw. Uh, I love the idea of that tag team turmoil match, though I did not like the break in between. I think that kind of takes away from the whole idea of the endurance factor that's supposed to be in the turmoil match. I also think it's interesting oh boy, here we go, that the New Day did such a great job in that match but again, one thing that both the New Day and Kofi Kingston have proven is that they have incredible endurance, right? They can go the distance. Should they have been the ones to get the title match? I don't know. But based on their performance, there should be a title match in their future one way or the other. With that said, if you didn't watch Raw last night, I don't want to give too much away. So I'll be good and not do any spoilers. But I will say this. I think WWE sometimes is grasping for straws to determine what's next. Like, do we really need to see Bobby Lashley and MVP battling for the tag team championships when they just did that? Two weeks ago, there's that. And then if you want to prove the dominance of the Hurt Business, I have a novel idea for you. How about you bring back the two guys that were in the Hurt Business and let them wear the tag team titles and actually have a scenario like we actually had uh, somewhere around the top of the year where all of the members of the Hurt Business were wearing gold. Hmm, that was an idea that worked, that got quickly squashed. Now, I don't want to be that guy who just spends a lot of time bashing the WWE, but I do want to say that I do note very clearly there is a massive difference between the WWE and pretty much every other wrestling promotion out there. It's not the fact that they've got a ton of money because they do. It is the fact that they view their product 
differently. They are very much more into the entertainment factor than they are the sport factor. And while I am one who agrees that all sports are designed to provide entertainment, I believe WWE's approach to it has always been different, right? I think that's what made NXT special is because NXT really catered to the pro wrestling fan who liked to see wrestling on their televisions, right? So what happens now with NXT coming up in seven days? Well, I'll just say this. First and foremost, tonight is the last episode of NXT under the old regime and with the old format. And I say old because as you've been seeing, there's a new format coming to NXT. There's a new look. There's a new logo. It looks like even the arena is going to be arranged a bit differently. What does that mean? I don't know. But I do know this. It's also interesting to me to see somewhat of the exodus that's happening from NXT. Of course, Adam Cole being gone is a major move. Finn Balor stepping back to SmackDown, that's a major move. Karrion Cross, who was the NXT champion actually on Raw as the NXT champion and continuing his run there. That's interesting. Last night, and this is kind of a giveaway, Drake Maverick shows up on Raw right around the 24-7 situation. So it seems like Maverick is leaving NXT. Zaya Lee has been doing dark matches at SmackDown. And I was wondering why we have not seen her on NXT since that title match that she had with Raquel Gonzalez. I thought it was perhaps because she had a concussion and maybe she was recovering, but that doesn't seem to be the case at all. It seems to be that she's moving to SmackDown. So I think it's interesting that there are a number of talents that are NXT talents that are now being moved to other parts of WWE. Is that also a sign of things to come? I'm going to tell you that I'm really trying to hold out hope for NXT. I know that the prevailing thought is that the NXT we knew we shall see no more because Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard are going to be running the television product. Let me also say this while I'm here. The idea that Triple H, Shawn Michaels, William Regal, Matt Bloom will be running the day-to-day activities of NXT doesn't mean very much to me. And I'll tell you why it doesn't mean very much to me. Because we as the fans don't watch the day-to-day activity of NXT. We watch the television product of NXT, which on one hand is a result of what happens there day to day, but is also on another hand, the result of those minds getting an opportunity to craft the television product. Most people, I understand why the general and prevailing thought is NXT will not be the same with the same people who are running SmackDown and Raw getting ready to run the TV product for NXT. I understand. I do. I do want to give them a shot, though. I want to give them a shot and see what the program's going to be like. We'll find out next week. We don't have long to wait. I'm interested to see what the new look is going to be, what the new theme's going to be, uh, and how these wrestlers will be handled. It's clear to me that you can't just start from scratch, right? You can't literally just wipe out everybody else and bring in a bunch of new talent and start that way. Or can you? I don't know. We'll have to wait until next Tuesday to see. So if I am you and you are me, I'm paying a lot of attention to NXT tonight. I'm trying to appreciate it as much as I can tonight because something says 
that either way, it's going to be very, very different when we see it again next week. Very different. With that said, a couple of other thoughts to mention. Obviously, there's a lot of momentum for AEW right now, and it's going to be a big, big card tomorrow night on Dynamite. Malachi Black and Dustin Rhodes going at it. John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki. Holy cow. That's going to be incredible. Along with a lot of fallout, you can imagine Brian Danielson, Adam Cole will be somewhere around, along with CM Punk. There are a lot of reasons right now to tune into the AEW product, and I'm very interested in seeing what the ratings for Dynamite tomorrow and the ratings for Rampage on Friday will be because there's another marquee match happening on Friday as Pac will battle Andrade El Idolo. I think that's going to be incredible to see. So be on the lookout for that. But again, tonight you've got NXT happening. You also have NWA Power for those who are subscribed on Fight TV, continuing the fallout there from NWA 73 and NWA Empower. I think there's some amazing opportunities in front of us. And the last thing I want to say before we go is this. What a time to be a pro wrestling fan. I said it a couple of years ago. And we are literally living through the greatest era of pro wrestling in history. And my cohorts wanted to dispute that. They obviously fought me down. They said I was crazy. But uh, I may actually post this on our faction page. One Brandon Clack put a comment in the social verse that says, quote, it looks like AEW is taking over. Has Brandon Clack changed his ways? You know, he's the WWE aficionado amongst us. He is the one that holds true to the cause of WWE. He has also admitted to not really wanting to watch much of the WWE product lately. And if AEW is exciting him, it seems as though our work of conversion could be complete. Hmm. What are your thoughts on Clack perhaps being all elite, right? Could this actually happen? Yeah, let us know on the socials. I'm sure he will absolutely enjoy and tag him as well at Brandon J. Clack. Tag him. I think he will appreciate this commentary for sure. All right. With that said, again, tonight, NXT and the NWA. Tomorrow night, of course, AEW Dynamite. Thursday night, Impact. Friday night, we've got SmackDown and Rampage. And our next time together, I'll spend some time talking to you about a big two-day event that happened over the weekend in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Some pretty big things coming out of there, and so we'll talk about that and whatever else is going on in the world of pro wrestling. We've got it covered. You know why? Because this is the faction. That's just what we do. So representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, my name is Gerard Bonner. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Have a great day. I need my people.